two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The Northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Survival Tech. This is episode 38. I am, I am one of your co-hosts, Corey, and with me tonight is Matt. How are you doing tonight, Matt? Pretty good. How about yourself, bud? Not too bad. Just trying to get back in the swing of things and uh, getting back into the recording voice and thoughts and everything. So uh, we'll stumble through it for in the beginning, but we'll get through it. Yeah, can't beat that, man. I mean... We've got one week down so far of the stay-at-home order, um, as proposed by uh, uh, Governor Mike DeWine and Dr. Amy Acton. How'd your week go for you? Well, since I only actually worked one day this week, um, as we talked about in the last episode, my wife Ange was dealing with some drugs. She is back on her feet and feeling much better. Um, so she got up and did some things around the house today and uh you might be behind us now but work let me return um they are and they let me return on for on thursday so i returned to work on thursday and, and it was um it was different going into work uh they took your temperature and asked you how you were feeling we had uh actual paramedics standby oh wow uh, and uh yeah they actually brought in paramedics um like special duty like they do with police officers. Right. Um, but this was like a paramedic special duty. And um, a nurse was there as well. And, you know, they took your temperature, asked you how you were feeling. And then uh, if you passed, then you got a sticker on your shirt you had to wear all day. Um, it was, you know, m my work's fairly busy right now. So, you know, we, uh, but it didn't seem like it. The amount of people that were there and, um, it was just a lot of call-offs that they had, and they're looking at like a 20-25% call-off rate. Um, but with the, you know they're not giving any occurrences or writing anybody up for taking time off right now. So um, I think a lot of people are – some people may be taking advantage of that um, besides just not feeling well or, or scared to come in. So that was uh, – it was a little different. Um they brought in a lot of other shifts to kind of help backfill the call-offs, um, which was kind of different to, to see people that you don't usually see there. As far as, like, leaving at – I work second shift, so leaving at 2 o'clock in the morning, there was no one on the road, but there usually never is. So right. I didn't see any difference right there. Um, but kind of something that happened Wednesday night that uh, some of my guys informed me about was uh, there was actually a break-in in the parking lot, a uh, – Truck broke. Or truck came into the parking lot and um, same, somehow managed to get past security and broke into five vehicles. Oh, and wow. two of the vehicles that were broken into were um, two of the guys that worked for me. So kind of kind of sad that you know people are taking you know advantage of the situation and or I don't know what their deal is. You know, th there's always thieves out there, but just kind of an icing on the cake for the guys that you know i had a kind of a bad week and kind of somber week with the new order and everything come on then they get their trucks broke into so it's uh it was interesting how was your week yeah it wasn't too bad i mean um you know we we started off thinking that it was going to be absolutely terrible and um it didn't go too bad so that was kind of nice um when we recorded i can't remember if it was was it Monday night or Tuesday night that we actually recorded? I think it was Tuesday night. Okay. So we recorded Tuesday night, and I had reported at that time that, that I had seen um, a lot less people on the road. 
And yeah, it, because the effect didn't go until Monday night, so it right. was Tuesday night. That's right. So um, this is Saturday night that, that we're actually recording this one. And um, so on Wednesday and Thursday, it dropped completely down with the amount of people that I was seeing. Um, but then Friday rolled around and everybody was out. I mean, it was it was it was insane. And it's like, wait a minute, where were all these people, you know, the previous two days? You know, did they just all of a sudden become essential employees or are they, you know, just out and about because, you know, they want to go shopping before the weekend? I don't know. But there was an awful lot of people. We uh, tried to do uh, delivery with our local Kroger and uh, we that was Thursday night. No, Thursday day. And we tried to do delivery, and the earliest it could be delivered was Tuesday of next week. Oh, wow. And then so we tried to do clickless pickup, and the earliest we could pick it up was Sunday. So they didn't have no slots available until Sunday. So Friday, about 3.30, I went to the grocery store just to pick up a few things um, that we needed, a few things from uh, our father as well. Um, I picked up some bread, picked up uh, milk, and if any, if you would know our dad, I picked up chocolate ice cream yep. and chocolate milk mix. Yep. <laughs> because that's chocolate's a food group in his eyes. Right. Um, so so we got that and just picked up little kind of odds and ends. They had no toilet paper, they had no napkins, they had barely any wet wipes, um, no cleaning supplies whatsoever. Still. Um, they did have meat. They did limit it you to uh, three packages of meat, um, but there was like hardly any canned food. Um, they did have water, so but I mean they had some stuff back, but you know the essentials that everyone's going after right now they didn't have. Right. I think part of this problem, Corey, is um, panic buying is still in effect. If I could give one piece of advice to everybody out there, is if they all relax then the system would relax as well. Um, you know, I've got, I've got people that I know that actually work in some of the warehouses um, for these grocery stores, and they're saying, look, we have the stock. We have to get it on the trucks, but everybody, as soon as they put it out on the shelves, or e even before they get it on the shelves, it's gone. And um, Well, I think what, another problem is, is when these – Companies like you know Kroger and Walmart and Meyer, when they this I don't know how they do it. Decide you know what store gets what because every store is out of toilet paper right now. We'll use toilet paper as an example. Everyone is making a rush on toilet paper. I don't know if you know Kroger, where we live, ordered toilet paper and then you know that's the shipment they get in, or if corporate is deciding which stores gets it because it's I just. I hear about people are finding it in other towns nearby us and that they have it on the shelves, but we still seem to can't, we can't get enough. They have other things in there. They have patio furniture and Doritos and things like that in the to toilet paper aisle. Right. There's no, there's no even spot for toilet paper. I just, I don't know if I get that. My uh, sister-in-law uh, works out of Meyer, and she said that it seems like, Every day, when you know, when they open their doors, it's like Black Friday, and everyone just goes rushing, running to the toilet paper aisle. That's insane, man. I mean, that's, it is. that's absolutely insane. I mean, okay. Now, we were born in the 80s, and we, when we were, you know, babies, we had cloth diapers. There was somebody that was... They were either on a radio or a podcast that I was listening to. They said, look, people, if it gets down to it, get a white T-shirt, you know, or any type of T-shirt, but, you know, preferably white. Go ahead and get your white T-shirt or your white handkerchiefs or whatever else, you know, cut them up into squares and then get the bleach because you can still find bleach and add it to water and then go ahead and clean yourselves and then deposit it in the, in the bucket. And then go ahead and wash it out like what we used to do, you know, I mean, 
I guess now looking back on it, yeah, it has been, you know, quite a few years and a lot of people got lazy, you know, because they want disposable everything. But I mean, if it comes down to it, you know, I mean, it worked back then with diapers. You know, you can do the same thing and, you know, just clean them, sanitize them, wash them. And that's my backup plan. You're good to go. We have a lot of clothes that, you know, we no longer fit in. And worse comes to worse, even if I just use it and throw it away. Right. I mean, because a lot a lot of them, you know, they're stained. You, you can't sell them. You can't take them to Goodwill. I mean, they're, you know, from kids and me, um, you know, not the when I eat, I eat, you know, I don't worry about what drops on me. Right. Um, so, you know, it's not like you can really sell them for any money. So a lot of them are trash anyways. I mean, we try and donate what we can when we outgrow them and everything. But I recently lost, you know, almost 80 pounds or I did lose 80 pounds. Yep. So I got a lot of clothes that don't fit me anymore. And I haven't gone through my closet yet. So, I mean, that was always my backup plan was just use old old T-shirts. Yep, there's nothing wrong with Refer- it. I'll use the T-shirts before I use the jeans. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, shoot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> nothing beats a ratchet strap belt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, if anybody's out there and, uh, you know, they, they do visit YouTube quite a bit, um, there's a toilet paper rant by the Bell Life boys. Uh, go ahead and check out the Bell Life. Um, in fact, Corey and I, uh, we are half Bell. And uh, so we love watching Trey and, and Justin. Um, you know, d- you know, so, same last name, different, you know, different family. Um, but I think yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely check out Trey's rant on toilet paper. It's, uh, it's pretty good. You know, if, if push comes to shove, just, just use, use the damn shower. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> I, I haven't got around to, uh, installing the bidet yet. We did get it. You did. It didn't arrive. So, yeah. So, but I haven't, I haven't installed it yet. Well, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. We'll see how it uh, works. Yeah. So the one thing about that, that no one really thought about till after we bought it is for some reason, the water in our sink and our bathroom, you got to let it run for a minute before it gets warm. Yep. And no one thought about that. Yeah. We got the heated one or the one you can adjust that has both the hot and the cold water. But you ain't gonna let that run enough to get that warm water, right? So it's always gonna be cold <laughs> when that. <laughs> so I'm gonna let the wife do it a few times before I tell her the trick is you gotta turn the faucet on, let it warm up, and then use the bidet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll wait for that screen. Yep. Good morning. That's a wake up call. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh shoot. Well, is there has there been anything else that's that's been going on? I guess New York is now the epicenter of COVID here in the United States. And so far we have passed, is it true that we've passed? I know we passed Italy, uh, but did we, did we pass China? Yes, we passed okay. both. So right now we have the, the most cases. Um, I, Last I saw, there's 115, almost 115,000 cases just in the United States. Okay. Have they said yet how many people are actually recovering though? Or is that information um, that's being left out right now? I'm not hearing that information, but the map that I was using, um, the website I was using, has been down for two days. Um, so I'm not sure what's going on with that website, and it's kind of hard to find all the information because it was that website was nice because it was all right there. Now, was it accurate? I don't know. So, you know, was that why it was taken down? I'm not saying it was taken down. I'm not sure what's going on with it, but, you know, it's hard – it's hard to gather all that information now because it's not all in one spot. Right. But I did hear that um, there are talks of a uh, federal quarantine for uh, specific states like New York and New Jersey. Um, and something about they want to keep people from leaving those states in order to contain, contain it so it doesn't spread as – you know, out to other states as hard as it's hitting those areas. I don't know how true that is. I heard that, you know, not from a news source, or I didn't read it myself, but from hearsay. Um, but it's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yep. It have sure you heard is. anything like that? I have not. I have not. 
um, I just heard that, um, you know, that, that whole, was it the, the tri-state area of, was it New York, New Jersey and Connecticut as well, that they're yeah. getting hit very hard. Um, I was listening to a radio show and somebody actually called from New York. He has COVID. Um, he was talking to Shannon Burke. Um, yes, I live in Ohio, but I listened to Shannon Burke, who's based out of Orlando, Florida. Um, I also listened to him when he was in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, he used to, he used to be on, um, I found him when, uh, he was with Bubba the Love Sponge. So, um, I've been following Shannon and, and anyway, uh, regardless, um, he had somebody call in and they were actually talking about some of the field hospitals that have been set up. And he goes, it's just like out of a movie. Now we are not seeing that here yet. Um, I did hear, I th there was an article that I read this, uh, earlier this afternoon where they were talking about, um, setting up the uh, Columbus Convention Center as a, like, surge hospital. And they keep calling it the surge. You know, they're waiting for this surge. And, you know, they're not even predicting the surge of, what, 10,000 new patients every day is what, what their model is um, It's uh, is talking about. And it's, like, mid-May. It's interesting they called it the surge. Right. Because it's kind of, it's a lot like the purge. Yep. And someone posted a picture of the movie The Purge. I don't know which one, which movie, um, but of the time and date stamp for when The Purge started, and or you know from this from like a security camera, and it was three twenty three two thousand twenty, which is the same date Ohio went into the stay at home order. Are you serious? Yes. I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I seen that on uh, good old Facebook. Well, it, so. if it is, we need to put that on the front page of the uh, website because uh, I, I would definitely like to see that. And and now they're calling it the surge, mm -hmm. which is a lot like the purge. Right. It's just I don't think I've ever seen the purge all the way through. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never watched the whole movie. I've never watched any of them. Um. <clears throat> but that'd be kind of interesting. And I usually if love that, if it is the case. And I love horror movies, but I haven't I haven't watched a lot of movies like that in a long time. I've been mainly, you know, in my Marvel world right now. So, <laughs> um, oh wow. Well, if that's true, and uh, boy, what a coincidence that is. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. But I, I I heard that too because uh, with the Dewine was talking how they were, you know it how it all started in Ohio with, you know, we talked about it on last episode was uh, restricting spectators at the uh, Arnold Classic. Right. And now they're talking about using the same convention center to house people that were infected. Oh, wow. Yep. So it's kind of, you know, it goes kind of full circle. Hand. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, shoot. I think that's pretty much it on, on our COVID-19 are we calling it yeah, COVID nineteen? Not... Are we calling it coronavirus? Are we calling it the Wuhan or Wuhan uh, um, virus? I mean, there's a lot of things you could call it. Right, <laughs> right. Um, um, I'm just going to refer to it as COVID nineteen. I'm just going to, or even just COVID. Right. I think everyone understands it's COVID nineteen. Right. Apparently, COVID. Uh, I've read what it stood for. The actual what it stood for. There's a whole bunch of uh, not true what it stood for, which are kind of funny, but. Uh, 19 does mean 2019 that it started in. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, COVID's fine with me. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to call it. Okay. Got the Rona. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, uh, Corona Rap City parody? No, I haven't. It's pretty funny. It's worth watching. It's worth watching, <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, that's cool, man. I'll have to check it out. Oh, shoot. So, yeah, um, I think that's pretty much all we have to report on COVID-19. I mean, as far as we know, everybody that we know are safe. They're staying healthy. Um, grandparents, parents, um, each other, our families. Um, and what still scares me is, like, you know, you are an essential employee. I'm an essential employee. Uh, my wife works in healthcare. 
Um, you know, your wife is still going to work. Um, every time you go out of the house, man, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta count down, you know, you gotta, as soon as you get back home, you know, your, your clock starts again of, you know, staying away from people. Yeah, that was, I want to touch on that real quick. When I went out to Kroger on Friday, I just, it was a weird feeling because I mean, it was packed. I mean, I mean, it had quite a, quite a few people there and I won't say that it gave me anxiety, but I, I didn't like being out in the crowd. Right. It really gave me that off feeling. I couldn't wait to get home and then scrub and bleach Lysol, <laughs> you know, just, I just, I don't know. Right. It's just a weird, weird feeling. Well, it's like, you know, even at my work, you know, we still have, we have hand sanitizer, um, you know, and it's, it's not like we went out and bought a whole bunch. It's just, you know, old stock. You know that we've had, you know, laying around, and is it is it bad of me that when I use hand sanitizer, you know how you get that like kind of sticky film on you? Mm-hmm. I don't feel clean, even with hand sanitizer. So I go over and, you know, I I wash my hands and you know, super hot water, you know, and they say you know wash your hands for twenty seconds, and it's like I'm washing them for you know forty seconds to a minute. You know, scrubbing as much as I can, and then I, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's putting a lot of just like you said, it's putting a lot of like anxiety on people that you know never had anxieties. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of getting like an OCD about it. You know, where it's like, okay, I'm yeah, not clean. You know, got to get clean and and uh, but I mean, you know, even you know when we go outside and uh, you know when we come back from work you know we strip down you know the clothes go in we immediately go in take a shower you know i mean it's it's crazy you know Um, it is how's your kids been going Corey? through all this my kids have been pretty okay with besides the amount of schoolwork right um that's overwhelming to them but as far as being in they're fine with it I mean, they're kind of homebodies anyway, so right. You know, it doesn't, it hasn't really affected them much. I mean, we we get out and you know we're outside. You know, we've had some nice weather here, so you know we've at least gotten outside and gotten some fresh air and you know walked around the backyard and you know did some things like that. But other than that, they're not having a real issue with it. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I've got one that's an introvert and one that's a social butterfly and uh the introverts absolutely loving it but uh um you know my my youngest he's really missing his friends right now so it's kind of hard on him yeah yeah uh your wife talked to my wife and i kind of heard that so when i was doing with it yep but it's just you know part of what life is right now It, it is we all got struggles to get through yep so, all right. Well, hey, I want to go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and change some topics here, and uh, let's move on to um, um, some other stuff. I I did get into uh, um, today. I, I you're you're gonna laugh, but I took a Bryco 380 and broke it all down. And this gun. It's an old gun, and this gun is, I mean, it's, it's a, when I got it, it was in super rough shape, but it still shot, and uh, uh, with my youngest, you know, we, we said that this weekend was going to be the weekend that we were going to actually kind of redo everything, and uh, so we went through and, uh, you know, put a new paint job on it. I don't know how the paint's going to handle. Um, it hasn't completely cured yet. Um, but we went ahead and we painted it up and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I kind of can't wait to get it all back together and all, I'm going to give it a few days of, uh, you know, cure time and all, but, you know, a lot of people kind of laugh that, you know, why would you even spend the time on a, on a, you know, Brico Jennings, you know, um, 380, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Jimenez was the last ones that, that made it and, uh, you know, they're always been kind of known as the junk gun um 
But uh, uh, I think I got one more people think is a junk gun. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one's that? High point. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a lot of people that really dislike high point. Uh, yeah, but I tell you what, I can I can show you videos, you know, including Demolition Ranch, to where they're like, do we like it? No. But can we say <laughs> right. it still shoots? Yeah, but you know, I mean, they even they even shot it. They even shot the slide with another <laughs> pistol, and it still you know still fired. Um, yeah. The Brico 380. I don't know about that, man. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of funny that, you know, I think I paid like 35 bucks for the gun like 10 or 15 years ago, and uh, it was. It was, you know, one of those, you know, throw in to make a make a deal better. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you an extra 35 bucks for that. And um, but now, like, if you go to find like a magazine, the magazines are like 30 bucks. You know, for, oh yeah. For a little six round, you know, stamped. You know, I yeah. mean, it's it's insane. It's insane. But you know, they're kind of collector's edition. But anyway, I went with a. Uh, I and I'm not a fan of the 380 round, period. No, neither am I. I'm not. Now, my wife, you know, she carries her um, Ruger LCP2. Right. That's We went to the gun store, and she looked at all the 380s because she wanted something smaller than her Glock 19 to carry. And she really liked the Ruger LCP2. I'm not a Ruger fan to begin with. Right. I was pushing the Glock, but she liked the Ruger. So that's the one she got. It's her gun. She needs to be comfortable with it, not me. And so we have that decent 380. Mm -hmm. And then I have that old Breda yep. 380. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is I got the Breco in that in that Breda deal. Yeah. So well, that Breda, uh -huh. a roll pin fell out of it. Oh no, kidding! And I lost piece. <laughs> and to get that piece. Is like the only place I found it was like a hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, like I'm not paying that for one part for a hundred dollar gun, right. an eighty dollar gun. Yep. So now I did talk to uh, a gunsmith, and he said, you know, he'd be willing to look at it and see if he can't just make it. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, I'm still by the time you put in his cost, I'm back up to one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars or more. Right. Exactly. So right, right now is it's not a working gun. It's a expensive club yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a very dull ninja star so yes <laughs> but uh so yeah i went ahead and uh um my youngest and i we painted the um we painted the the lower part um we painted that it's a it's khaki color so it's a tan color and then and desert tan yep and then we we painted the slide olive drab, mm. and it's you know it, we left the black grips and we took the black grips off of it and all and uh, so I think it's going to be pretty sharp you know once it's done but I hope from from what I from what all the research that I did um, the type of paint that I used is supposed to be absolutely fine um, I made sure that you know I wasn't really painting any moving moving parts. Um, you know, that actually slid across each other because I knew that would just absolutely wipe off um, and scratch up. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see what it looks like, you know, when it's all done. I mean, it right now it it looks sharp. You know, it doesn't look like a, <laughs> it doesn't look like a, you know, Brico 380. But, boy, you look at that slide and it says Brico Model 38 right there <laughs> on it. So, but uh, anyway, it's it's fun to have little projects like that. You know, I've been I've yeah, been wanting me, to do that for you know quite a while now. We kind of went through a uh, you know some of the ammo we had, and um, kids kind of helped me sort it and keep track of the counts and just kind of do inventory, see what we had on hand, and uh, so we did. We got that done today. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah we did. Boys were down there counting with me. That's cool. We. Uh, we actually did that um, about two weeks ago. Um, my wife got tired of, um, you know, my ammo cans, you know, just, you know, 
not where they were supposed to be, and, you know, I mean, everything's safe, but still, you know, it's kind of cluttered, so we went through and organized everything, and, and uh, you know, I got it where, it's, you know, it's supposed to be, where it's it's designated, so. Right, but, yep. Uh, but yeah. Just so everyone knows, we were safe, there was, you know, the guns were all locked yep. up, they weren't there, it was just the ammo. Yep. It's in a room that they don't have access to unless I'm in there. Yep. Um, so yep, all mine's you know, locked we, away. All all the precautions were taken. Yep. But I still think it's good to introduce the kids and make sure they know proper safety and well, that's what we did when we were kids with our what dad. What it does exactly that's the way I've always raised my kids. Mm-hmm. Not only that, you can actually you know start talking about the science. You know, this bullet's bigger than this bullet, but this is the grain, and this is what grain means, and you know the, these are the pressures. This is the speed. You know, this is what this is used for. You know, these are the different types of bullets, you know, per caliber. You know, yeah, we I went mean, through what a rim fire, what a center fire was, and then put up a couple different, you know, bullets. Look at the size difference. Yep. And yep. This one's, they were amazed. This one's for hunting. Of course, you know, they, they play video games, so they're like, what what does this round shoot? You know, do you have any of those? Yeah. like, Yes, I do. Yeah. It's this one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, good old, good old first-person games out there, man. Yep. Teaching everybody everything. They're all experts. Oh yeah. So. Well, what else you been doing? Any any other uh, preps or uh, plans you got going on currently that you're working on? Yeah. Um, I've went ahead and and a lot of this is you know right now I'm just maintaining. And I think that's what we all need to do is maintain right now. Um, but what we're actually doing is is we're going through and we're making lists of you know, non-perishables, um, some some better choices with more research of stuff that I can eat. Um, so I, I'm not messing with my sugar. Um, and, and just so everybody knows, you know, I'm I'm type two diabetic, um, and uh, and we talked about it on, on the last podcast, but you know I'm I don't have to deal with insulin right now, so and, and I'm going to keep it that way. Um, you know, as Corey lost you know 80 pounds, um, I'm actually down 30 pounds um, myself, and um, you know so I mean you know making a big lifestyle change has been has been a big part of this. You know, and a lot of it's diet. You know, so. When something like this happens, and then you can only eat what you can, you know, kind of find, and you know, you gotta kind of be creative. I, I'm looking into a lot of preps now that are that are a lot less like you know sugar based, a lot less you know very low in carbs, um, you know, because because right now, I mean, I don't know. This last week, it's it's been kind of tough, and uh, we've kind of had some comfort food, and I've I've relied more on my medicine than my diet, which is is bad. I know that, um, but I haven't gone overboard. But uh, before this happened, you know, I was I was looking at you know right around like 30 carbs a day. A lot of it was natural carbs, you know, within fruits and stuff. Um, so you know, I, I pretty much you know cut out all bread, um, you know, all pop, you know, that's all gone. But you know, I. I've never been a real big, you know, sweet tooth, but I'm finding myself like craving sweets right now, and that's that's kind of bad. Um, but you know, we'll get there. But you know, it, the biggest thing is, you know, if you're trying to find something that that you know lasts a long time, you're looking at something that's either super packed in salt, which is what I have to look at, is my sodium as well, um, and you know, there for a long time, you know, I'm I, I really have been looking at my sodium because I also have hypertension, so I have to, I have to watch my blood pressure a lot. And um, but I control that with diet as well, and I have for years. Um, so I'm I'm not medicated with that, so that's a plus. But if you're looking at anything that that has long-term storage, you know it's either got a huge amount of sodium, or it's got a ton of carbs, or it has a ton of sugars. You know, and it's like I'm I'm kind of finding, you know, some really I'm having a hard time finding, you know, something that's that's more diabetic friendly. And um, you know, if anybody that's knows, still good, right? And if anybody knows, because that's 
you can get the food. Right. But do you want to eat it? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the, my wife went gluten free, um, for, because she had food sensitivities mm-hmm. and, you know, finding gluten free that actually tastes good for the family to eat. Right. It's a challenge right. because it's it don't it don't taste the same. And see, that's one thing. Like I, that gluten is good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's what I kind of told you know my family. I said, look, I don't expect you to do this with me. This is this affects me. Um, it does not affect you, but everybody has kind of changed, and um, you know they've they've kind of you know gone through this journey with me, which is great, and I really appreciate it because I do need their support. Um, you know, I mean, you know, as much as everybody wants to say, you know, hey, I'm Rambo and everything else, man, if you have if you have a family that supports you and your decisions, it makes you that much of a better leader for your family, um, you know, and, and them you know, actually coming together and doing this for me, you know, it's 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 great. You know, I mean, it's you know, that's the family dynamic you know, that we had growing up with our parents. And, you know, I'm so happy that I have that same family dynamic where, you know, we truly all care for each other. Um, there's a lot of families out there that, that don't act that way. Um, but yeah, trying to find, you know, very diabetic friendly food. I mean, if it comes down to it, man, you know, spam sardines and all that, you know, I'll just go straight meat, you know, meat eater diet and, and, uh, you know, be fine, you know, but you know, there are, there are some fats that you need, you know, you know, so you can't go all rabbit all the time, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, we've been, we've been looking more at like, you know, wild edibles, um, you know, and stuff like that, because, um, one thing that's, you know, I, I haven't followed it very good this week, but I went down to, um, um, three days a week on, on completely vegetarian. And, uh, you know, so I have no meat at all and I get my protein source, um, you know, either from a shake, um, or I get it from like peanut butter or something like that. And, um, you know, not this past week, but everything else, you know, about the most processed thing that I've been eating has been the peanut butter. And I mean, that's, that's pretty good, you know, to be able to do that. Now, this last week, no, that hasn't, that hasn't happened. I've had some processed foods. Um, I even had some pizza the other night, but, um, you know, but I kept it under control. But, man, if anybody knows of any diabetic-friendly, you know, long-term storage food, I would love to hear it, and I'd be very interested. Um, well, if you remember right, several years ago, a uh, friend of ours, Andy, mm-hmm. um, part of the, the – part of the, uh, I think he was on – was he on a podcast with us? Yeah, he was on. I think he was. He was on a couple with us, and then he also did the Survival Weekends with us. I, yeah, he did the Survival Weekend with us, and he made a couple of videos, and he posted them. Yep. Um, with ours. But uh, you remember his $20 Survival Pizza? Put in your pack. When he was doing his pack, he had that $20 Survival Pizza. Oh, man. I, so, I mean, I'd have to you go need back. That. <laughs> I'd have to go back. Yeah, and... well, go back and watch that video. Okay. $20 survival pizza. That was $20, so, right? That he kept in his... Yeah, $20 he kept in his pack to buy survival pizza. That's right. So, I mean, that's a survival food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. That's funny. Yeah. Good times going back. So, if, also, if you, I managed to work on the website a little bit. Okay. Um, change the background on Put a new message up. I did so see that background. You guys it's, are been out a, there. it's been a while since I've seen that background. It's that uh, yeah. old, uh, well, it's it's kind of a woodland camo print, but it's got, you know, some white in it and everything else. And I, I think it's yeah. a sharp camo. I, I think it went good with the wording and all. So yeah. that's the one I went with and kind of made sure that anyone that did check it seen that it was updated. Right. So that's why I wanted to change the background from what it was. Um, took me little bit to remember how to do it yeah <laughs> every time i do it i would just get a blank screen i'd, I'd lose my background completely oh, i was i was I, I was hacking passwords was... this morning <laughs> yeah i know i was getting your your text and i was asleep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see him i woke up a couple hours later and it's like oh man he's been trying to get a hold of me for a while that's all right that's all right it gave um, me time to do other stuff there you go 
but yeah, uh, some of the things you know I've been working on or thinking about is communication. You know, if this goes any south, you know, what types of communication do we have? Now, luckily, we don't live far from each other. Um, what do you say about mile, mile and a quarter, mile and a half? Um, I would. No, I would say mm, it's, about, it's about a mile and a half. I would say, t- well, because I know it's less than a mile because we can't be bused to the elementary, right? Because it's a mile. We are. We are as the as the crow flies from our house to the elementary. We're point nine eight miles. Yeah, so it's probably a mile and a quarter. About mile and a quarter. Mm-hmm. As the crow flies. Right. So, um, but we still need to be able to communicate with each other, and. Uh, you know, we, we got our cell phones. You know, we got internet. We got text. But we have Zello. If there's a, and that's for <laughs> we have Zello. So you know, if anyone that hasn't checked out Zello, it's an app you can get for your phone, for your smartphone. Um, heck, I think almost everyone has smartphones these days. Yep. Even the uh, old guys at work have converted to smartphones from their flip phones, which I thought was kind of funny seeing them navigate a smartphone. Because they never said they always said they never would. Right. And uh, we have Zello, and Zello works great. It's a walkie-talkie app uh, for your phone. It's free to download. Um, I have it on all of our devices at our house. Um, we are an Apple family, so we have it on iPhone. I don't even know which one mine is. iPhone 11 Pro, and then on 11 or on an iPhone 7, a 6s. And an iPad too, so it, it it works on multiple different you know apples I know of for a fact yep. because we have all kinds of different apples. My family's all and Android. And it also works on Android. Yep. So you guys have Androids, so it's nice to be able to communicate back and forth no matter what type of device you have. And it's just like the old Nextel push to talk. Yep. And I love it. Me and, too. Uh, I I miss push to talk. I do too. The beep beep. <laughs> yep, yep. And everyone in the mall reaches down for their phone. Yep. At the same time. <laughs> that was awesome. So communications have been on my mind. So, you know, what if all cell phone tires go out? You know, if, you know, there's a, a mass hysteria and everyone uses their phone. Look what happened on the Internet. Look what happened Monday in your area. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone got on the Internet to work from home. Everyone was doing schoolwork. And what happened? Yep. Internet crashed. Yep. Now, I don't know if that was the cause, but it was just happened to happen when everyone was trying to use this at the same time. All I knew was when I got a hold of them, it, all that they could let me know was that there was an outage in my area. And it lasted about four hours. And it it messed with my kids, you know, because at the time, they had to do their online schooling, you know, because that's what everybody's converted to. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, it now it, it came back up. But it was down. Right. Right. You know, what What if the towers go down? Right. You know, what? I, I don't know. You know, so so what other types of communication can we have that is easily, easily done without, you know, without ham is obviously what I want to get into, ham radio. Um, but that requires studying, taking a test, and getting a license. Right. Um, and I just, I don't have the time for that right now. I mean, I have, I have the time to start studying, but I want the, you know, license now in case something happens, not when something happens in the fall. Right. Um, obviously I'm going to work towards doing that and starting that, but you know, what can we do now? So we, we used to use together, we have, uh, FRS radios, Mm -hmm. um, that we used when we were, Overlanding, and you still have yours, yep. and they work. But I, I don't think we've tried them handheld to handheld from your house to my house. Um, I don't know if we've tried handheld to handheld. When we've when we've tried it, we've always we've never tried it handheld to handheld. But um, I don't think it would go that far. When we've tried it out and about when we were overlanding, you know, now we were traveling. Number one. Okay, so we're actually moving, and, and we were in terrain, right? You know, woods and trees and hills and all that, right? 
So for the most part, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we were getting maybe, and I'm talking maybe, you know, eighth mile at best, you know, in between vehicles. I mean, right. it, it, and that's that's about it. I mean, and we're talking, you know, that's static, but we can still hear each other. You know, and these these are the you know 22 mile, you know, or, thir- or are they 22 or 26 mile rated? They're like Cobras yeah, or whatever. But anyway, uh, you know, they're fairly good and, you know, highly rated. But, you know, here's another thing. We were running off the FRS channels because we yes. didn't have a GMRS license. So we only ran off the FRS channels. And, um, you know, it, you know. What is FRS? Like family radio service. Half a, uh, well, I mean, like half a watt? Yeah. Is that what it's? I think it's. Yes. Rated at is only a half a watt of power. Yes. So, I mean, that's a, you know, you get into GMRS, you can get, I don't know the technical, how much you can actually pull with GMRS, but I know Midland makes that 40 watt. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's at least 40 watt. I think it's 50 watt is the max okay. for GMRS. Yeah. But I, don't quote me on that. And I'm, I'm not saying, you know, because it's the MXT that's, that's 400. For, that's the 40 yes. watt. Yep. So, I was at work the other night. You were. And I was on my I was on break, and I was listening to another podcast that I listen to quite often, um, Snail Trail Four x Four. And uh, if you ever listen to that or heard of those guys, um, Tyler is a huge supporter of ham radio and ham radio when it comes to off roading. And he even has a website that you can take a online class to learn ham radio where it's geared towards off-roaders. Oh, that's pretty cool. That I'm, that I'm looking into taking. It's not that bad. I think it's only like $35 for the class. Um, so I'm looking at, at taking that. But he was talking how the fires in California have prompted a lot of people to get GMRS license and, and get GMRS radios for communication, for emergency communication, and how GMRS has really taken off in like Northern California for for people at home in you know in the fire zones and all. Right. So I've been thinking about GMRS for a long time, but it was a, it's a seventy dollar license. There's no test, and it's good for ten years. And that was a hard bullet to bite. And I was sitting at work the other day with everything going on. Don't tell my wife. She nope. probably won't listen to this episode. She, anyway. She's standing right behind you, dude. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll tell her tomorrow when, when my Midland radio comes. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be delivered tomorrow. But uh, I purchased the um, MXT 275. Nope. I looked at the 275. I bought the MXT 115 bundle package. Came with the antenna and everything already in the package. Um, I bought it straight from Midland. Uh, that was Thursday night. It'll be at my door tomorrow on Sunday. And then as soon as I purchased that, I went and signed up through the FCC's website, got my FRN number, went through all that, which is if you've ever looked at the FCC website, it, they could not make it any more confusing. Oh, I bet. It is the most confusing website um, to navigate that I've ever been on. But I managed to navigate it, and I applied for a GMRS license. And Friday morning, I got an email saying that I was approved. Friday morning? No, Saturday morning. This morning, I got an email saying that I was approved, and I got my call sign. And the one thing nice about GMRS is once one person gets it, it, you have to be an individual. You can't be a business. Uh, a business cannot apply for a GMRS license. But it covers anyone in your family, any um, immediate family, including, and it states, siblings, uh, parents, children. They're all included. They can all use, legally use your call sign and be covered on a GMRS license. So since I purchased the license, you can use GMRS under my license. Right. Legally. Right. 
and all I have to do is just utilize your call sign to be legal. Yes. So That's if we are awesome. talking together, I would say in certain intervals, I, I need to call out my call sign and then say station one. And then you would repeat my call sign and say station two. Okay. So every every handheld, every vehicle-mounted unit um, is a station. So you'd use the call sign and then the station. Anyone that's operating will need to say, you know, if the kids have it and they're off playing in the woods or something, right. you know, and we're talking back and forth to them, I would say it, you would say it, and they would have to say it, and they would be call station three. You can have however many call stations as you have handhelds that's talking. Right. But everyone does have to say it, um, which, you know, I'm still learning. Uh, there's a lot of rules to, to learn. Uh, one thing I learned is if we would go north back up to the islands and do an island hop um, up to Putin Bay or Kelly's Island, we cannot use certain GMRS channels. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure um, because, because they it probably uh, switches over with uh, nautical. Right. Yeah, no, it goes. It's Canadian uh, authorities. Oh, wow. Yes, so it's above. It's called Line A. You can't use certain GMRS channels above Line A. Okay. Um, which cuts. Uh, it, it's quite a far ways down into Ohio if you look up the Line A map, um, which is surprising. We are good here. Our county's good. Um, North of us, a couple counties are okay, but it's only like two counties up, and then we got to stop using GMRS on those channels. Right. Um, and then it's uh, you can't use it east of Line C, which I think is in Alaska. So okay. because the same thing, it's it's on Canadian authorities channels. Well, cool. Um, so that was that. I'll, I'll figure out which channels those are once my radio comes, and uh, I'll mark those as do not use at Putin Bay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, man. I mean, now we did a test because, let's see, was it last year, the year before? It was the year before. Yeah, it was at year the, before. At the, at the very end of the year, I had mm -hmm. bought a Midland um, MXT90. And um, I was just sick and tired of, of using handhelds all the time. And um, one one thing that's nice about these MXTs is they also have FRS channels on them. So I actually used an FRS channel, and um, now Corey's yours that you're getting is 15 watt, right? It's 15 watt, but the FRS channels have been removed on yours. On mine, I can't use FRS channels. Oh wow, okay. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't read that until after I bought it. I think the MXT90 has got FRS GMRS. I think you're right because we tested I, on FRS as I was. Yeah, we did. As I was driving home from work, and we pegged it about a mile and a half out. Yes. That that we could communicate. Now you were static, but you could hear me clear as day. Yes. And um, so I'm kind of. It's going to be neat to to see how how we can talk to each other because what I'm going to do is I'm just going to plug it into my booster pack and my 12 volt booster pack, and then I'll put the uh, I'll put the antenna out outside, and uh, we'll test it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually planning on uh, I may mount mine tomorrow. Oh yeah, if it comes in time. Yeah, <laughs> I may mount it inside the vehicle. Cool man. Um, but yeah, so that's a uh, that's interesting. I'll have to double check the FRS channels. I thought I read somewhere for the 115, excuse me, that the uh, FRS channels have been removed, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of you know sucks, but I get it. I mean, you are pushing on 15 watts, right. so I understand why. Yeah, because mine's only a five watt I, system. I almost bought the MXT 400, but. That extra hundred dollars was a little too hard to swallow. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. I mean, I paid thirty five for mine, and then I found out that mine is a it's a Walmart slash eBay special, and I guess the MXT ninety is not even on the Midlands website. So that's uh one one hundred five was the smallest I've seen. Yep, yep. So one hundred five to one fifteen, and they got a two seventy five. I'm not sure what all it has 
with it, and then you got the 400, I think. But I tell you what, man. I mean, for what I used mine for, there's nothing wrong with the Midland. I mean, I no. I like it quite a bit. So nice and well, small. And, and those old handhelds that we had that we bought for overlanding, mm-hmm. those were FRS GMRS. Right. So now that I have a GMRS license, even though my base unit doesn't have FRS, we can still communicate with them with the GMRS, yes. which would be better anyway. Right. So yeah, because what those are what three watt, three or five watt. I don't know. They're the the thing that's really limiting with those is the antennas. I mean, those antennas, you know, that's what really knocks it down. You know, with those handhelds. I mean. Yeah. Whoa, that was big thunder. Yeah, I just saw the lightning, so if you guys are hearing any cutouts in our uh, audio, it's it's probably due to the uh, storm that's right over top of us. Yep, yep, good old Ohio. It's been, you know, Corey's been getting to enjoy some, some you know, decent weather during the day, but it seems like... I mowed a, the grass. I know, I even saw you mowing I'll, the grass. I was bored. <laughs> kind of wish. So I mowed the grass in March. <laughs> I wish you would have came over I hate mowing and, grass. <laughs> I wish you would have came over and, and practiced on my yard. So Yeah, I'm not one of those guys that like, you know, can't wait to mow the yard and, mm-hmm. you know, go out there and measure it and, you know, count down the days so that I get to mow it again. I, I absolutely hate it. Yep. It's a chore that I, I hate doing. Yep. And, you know, I have a piece of crap mower and uh I'm not buying another one because it still starts every time I pull it. So yep. as long as I pour gas straight into the carb it'll start. I mean, that's the only way to get it started. The primer button don't work. But <laughs> um, other than that, it runs. So I'm going to still get cut with it. Yep. Can't beat that, man. But, yeah, March, and I already cut the grass. Oh, I know. I can't believe it. I've got tufts in my yard, and it's like it's – if it ever stops raining, yeah, I'll be able to, to go out and actually mow. So, so I also have a CB radio um, that I got for Christmas. And the reason I got the CB radio – was to when I I went on a uh, trail ride with a four by uh, here in Ohio and they all run off CB so I got that to put in the Land Cruiser um, but now I'm not sure how I'm gonna put it I don't know if I'm gonna make a a separate removable where I can mount both of them and then you know plug it in or I'm not sure how I'm gonna do it that'd be a good idea because like you know with my Midland whatever vehicle we're in. I can just, you know, pop it out and, you know, put it in, and, and it's uh, it's very portable. Um, that might be a good idea, Corey, to go ahead and just make it portable as well. You know, maybe make a nice wooden box for it, you know, slide both of them in, you know, to give you a yeah, place to mount the, uh, mount the handles and, you know, go to town. Yeah, I was thinking something like that. That way, no matter if I'm in the Blazer or the... Uh, Land Cruiser, the Forerunner, I, you know, can use whatever means of communication I want to use. Yep. So. Yep. But now I got to get some antennas for the CB, and it didn't come with an antenna, so I got to figure all that out, which one I want and all that good stuff. So other than that, I haven't really been, you know, communication's been on my mind, and inventorying what I got and making sure everyone's okay and watching what's going on. Yeah. The one thing, um, and then this is probably the last thing that I really have for tonight. Um, the only thing that, that we've been doing like, like here very recent is we're gearing up to start making our own masks. And, um, you know, depending on who you're hearing it from, some people say, yes, go ahead and make your masks. Go ahead and wear masks. And then other people are like, well, it's not going to help you anyway. Well, yeah, okay, look, it, it goes both ways. Either the mask is going to help filter, which they say if you're sick, yes, wear a mask because it helps control the spread. And then number two, if it helps control the spread, if you're sick, then, you know, why wouldn't it help control if somebody else is sick around you, you know, it doesn't make sense. It's either one way or, you know, it's either all or nothing. At least that's the way I think. I mean, I understand, you know, it's not going to, you know, fit tightly around, 
you know, your mouth and then, you know, as you cough and sneeze or whatever, you are expelling, you know, in a, in more of a, a straight trajectory, but you, know, you would think it would be better than nothing. I mean, so, yeah. So my wife, uh, you know, she went and she got, you know, some different types of fabric, um, and she's got a sewing machine and I believe tomorrow we're going to be sewing masks. So it's going to be, it's going to be quite fun and educational. It's been a few years since I've, I've sewn and, um, uh, she's never really used a sewing machine. Um, but I used to sew all the time. So it's a. That's that's one thing, you know, if you're looking, you know, for something to do, go through and start learning, you know, some some of these, you know, lost arts of, you know, how to sew, you know, all kinds of stuff like that, you know, you know, while you're bored and, you know, in quarantine at home, you know, even just, you know, these are different stitches, you know, with a just a needle and thread, you know, hopefully everybody's got a needle and thread, you know, but knowing a couple different stitches or here's another one for you. Learn how to tie just a few knots. I mean that. Yeah. You know that's all good information. You know while you're just sitting there doing nothing. So. Yep. No, I agree. It's uh, it, it's a good time to learn skills that you've lost or, or uh, never known. So. Yep. What else is there to do? Can't go nowhere. Yep. Exactly. Now, I'll say this real quick. My neighbor had a party today. Are you serious? Yeah, there was like seven, eight cars in the driveway, and they were all outside, and kids jumping on trampoline, and it's like, really? And this is why we're still, you know, why we're going to be dealing with this for a while. Right. You know, at least some people just are not taking it serious. No, they're not. And, you know, that's why that's why DeWine had to make the measures that, that he did, but... You know, especially in the very beginning, because you had people that said, you know, just like what we talked about was last, the last episode was, you know, people were saying, well, you know, let's go out to eat for dinner and let's go here and let's go to the mall and we'll go shopping and, you know, we'll do all these things since the kids are out of school. Look, it's not an extended spring break. You know, things were shut down for a reason. And right. And well, see, that's where he messed up by calling it an extended spring break. Right. You know, you should never have called it an extended spring break. Because at that point, my kids were like, there's no schoolwork. Right. Spring, we don't have schoolwork on spring break. He called it extended spring break. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know, choose his words a little wiser. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, buddy, that's all like I my, I'm sorry. My 11 and 12-year-old is going to call you out on it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing they heard. They don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they just they heard spring they, break. They heard no school. Yep. Right. <laughs> well, all right, man. Well, um, it was good to get back and do another episode so soon, and uh, hopefully we can keep these coming and uh, talk about some uh, different things. And if you there's anything you guys would like to hear, uh, let us know and send us an email, uh, survival tech at yahoo com. Hey Corey, and when we'll did um, before before you go on? How long did it take for you to see it on iTunes? I'm sorry, it, it I'm was sorry, pretty, Apple Podcasts now. It was uh, pretty quick. I mean, when you told me when you first told me it was live, that's where I went to and I, I seen it and I listened to the first 10, 15 minutes of it. Then, oh wow, okay. And then uh, I, I listened to the rest of it when we were doing inventory. Okay. So good deal. Good deal, man. Because, you know, that, that was maybe, maybe an hour after I had uploaded it and had found it. Yeah. When, when I texted you and, and said, I, I heard it, um, that it sounded good. I, I listened to it on pod, Apple podcast. Okay. So that's where I was listening to so it. So guys definitely go to our website. You can, uh, you know, go to survival, sur- survival tech.webs.com. Okay, let's try that again, survivaltech.webs.com, and you can download the episode or listen to it there. Um, You can go to Apple Podcasts and find it. Um, Just search for Survival Tech, and um, um, there's a couple other, you know, different, you know, podcast, you know, services that, 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 you know, we do move into, 
um, but those are the two best places to go in and get them and uh, this will hopefully I'll have this up within a couple hours you know might as well just go ahead and post two in one day and just get it going might as well post them yep. post them when you got them that's right ain't that the same yeah oh, something like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well until next time you guys uh definitely give us some feedback on what you guys think of us coming back and uh if uh you're enjoying and anything you want us to talk about um we'll uh, try and get another episode out uh soon well this one will be up probably tonight mm -hmm. and then uh we will uh work on getting more out and yeah, and actually, forward to doing it again. and actually have something that's outlined. You know, we yeah, yeah, we we wanted we to just kind of spur the moment. Yeah, we wanted, you know, we're excited to kind of get back into it. You know, so that's number one. But number two, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on that we haven't really been able to structure something. Um, so, but we will, we will in the future shows. We'll actually have themed shows. Yeah, this is just us talking. <laughs> yep, and updates so. on our situation. Yep. All right, Corey. Well, well, you have a good night, bud. Hey, you too, and uh, stay alive, America.